money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Well, that's very good, because this is the show where Dave, Reb, and today a special guest talk about the hard issues around money. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Sit down, grab a coffee, relax. This is a, We have conversations around money and our heart and what God says about money. And so if you haven't heard the show before then go to morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, and notmine.ca. Those are where the, the shows are hosted, and you don't need a player. You can just simply hit play, and it goes. Of course, if you're a podcaster, you can find it on any podcasting platform that's out there. And if we're not on yours, please reach out to info at morethanenough.ca, and, and we'll get on that, pad, that podcasting platform. <laughs> Say that three times fast, eh? So, podcasting platform, podcasting platform, podcasting platform. Rebecca's on it today. <laughs> Way to go. So we do have a special guest. But he's also a special friend, Braun. Yes. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Yes. Good morning. So Braun is, uh, of course, a, a good friend and a mentor to us. He's been on the show before. He's also a CPA and a tax specialist, and he does a lot of work in in our uh, more than enough at the tax department there. So we're well, we have a little bit of access, and we love having <laughs> you come on. <laughs> so but he is also a senior and an elder. Mm-hmm. He keeps reminding me how old he's older he's getting, but he doesn't want to retire. So he just keeps hanging out with us i tell you you're a gift to us braun so well yeah uh, i've been really blessed for sure and uh god uh, just keeps me going which is awesome and and your wife marie lets you uh you know give lends you to us I yes should say. that's right <laughs> so she's still talking to us so i still think that's okay <laughs> anyway i okay but scripture verse for scripture today, verse. because we are going to be talking today about um, a question that came into the office, but we're kind of using the question to uh, to start a different discussion. Mm-hmm. So the question that came to the office for the radio show was, you know, what kind of business tax strategies strategy should I have? Mm-hmm. And when I posed this question to Braun... Um, he got quite passionate and said, you have to make money first before you talk strategy. So, um, David, you worded it like this. What are you doing in your business to make it profitable? And, yes. and that's kind of the topic we're going to go with, because once you're making profit and money, then we can talk business tax strategies. But right. we're going to be talking about all of that a bit today. But you had a great verse on our way in this morning that I thought was in your heart. And it's not really in mine yet because I didn't quite <laughs> I don't quite get it. It's about an ox. Yeah. So so Proverbs chapter 14, verse four, um, just says, and, and I'll just we'll just pick that verse. And it says where there is no oxen, the manger's clean, but the abundance of crops. The crops comes from the strength of the ox. And so, you know, again, there's so many ways that as I've, you know, as we talk about money, as we talk about this in the context of maybe some older language or some older ideas, um, you know, what I see out of this verse is really the, first of all, if you walk into a barn and it's, it's immaculate, 
you can pretty much guarantee there's no work being done there. You can pretty much guarantee <laughs> that, you know, whatever's going on in the barn, there's no animals, there's no poop, there's not like that, that you know, if the, the, the barn is super clean, it means that it's not really doing what it's supposed to be doing, which is housing the ox. The ox is the thing that gets the job done. It's the tool, if you or want. Or back then. It, yeah, it, it was the tool to, to Israel, get the yeah. job done. So if you didn't have any ox, well, then trying to get the crop in or trying to plant the crop or trying to till the soil. that So in a sense, uh, it, it always encourages me that, you know, we know business is a bit messy. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and Rod's, Rod's shaking his head, you know. And so sometimes in our business mess, we're, we're kind of trying to, oh, I should, I should all have all this stuff clean. It should be all, you know, in order. And, and there's something to that. But I take a little bit of encouragement for myself to say, you know what? It's okay if, if, if it's a bit messy. It's okay if it looks like there is industry happening here because that means that stuff is getting done, that the crop is getting in, that, 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 that it's growing, you know, all of that. Now, of course, we don't want to go to extremes and, and all of that, but it, it does give me a little bit of, of encouragement there to me personally to say, okay, I'm not going to expect my barn to be perfectly immaculate because if that's the case, then there's probably not a lot of work being done. So what version are you reading actually interestingly enough because I just flipped to my I brought my mom's bible right. today and interestingly she was a farmer and a businesswoman and um now I don't know if she ever talked tax strategy with my dad not likely Great. but she did a lot of the work and our barns were not full of oxen but they were full of uh peaches and fruit and tender fruit because uh, we, I grew up in Niagara, and they had a, they had a, a tender fruit farm, and my version that in her Bible, which is an NIV, but are you reading English NIV? Standard Version? Okay, yours so. is English Standard. Mine says, "Where there are no oxen, the manger is empty, but from the strength of an ox comes an abundant harvest." Mm-hmm. So it's the same idea, mm-hmm. but. Um, it's an empty barn. And I think sometimes of the Upper Canada Village barns where they have, sure, yeah, yeah, right? They, they're often really nice looking because <laughs> they're just got always clean straw and everything. But I, I, this verse means a lot to me this morning. And Bron can probably, as he walks with us on our more than enough journey, I always think, man, this is always messy. Like, I really want more than enough all to have its categories, coaching, taxes, mortgages, all to look clean and neat and tidy and everything to fall into place. But you know, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. You know, there's for you mortgage interest rates. We've got inflation. We've got questions. We got messy lending documentation you know taxes are the same people are behind a couple of years and then there's this conversations with cra or coaching our lives are messy they are messy they are and we've got to go in and and clean but i guess the blessing is that things are happening if you have money and you have debt that and and you have jobs then and it doesn't look good or feel good because there is debt but the blessing is there is money. Mm-hmm. There is money coming into the barn. There is stuff that we have to clean up and take care of, but there is harvest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that kind of encourages me this morning. 
Oh, they Good. just me too, right? So, yeah. and, and, it, and, you know, it goes to the question that, that we started with. So, you know, often uh, or sometimes people will say, okay, so, you know, I want to make sure that I, you know, I, I don't pay any tax or right. any money. I want to maximize. You know, I want to maximize my tax footprint. And, and, you know, there's another verse in the New Testament. I think it's in, Paul says it, I think it's in Romans, but, you know, it just... No, it's another verse. Anyways, it, it says it's somewhere in the Bible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it says, you know, you have to give to the person what is due them. So give right. taxes to taxes, give respect to respect, give honor to honor, give, you know, commitment to money to money. And, and, and so in this case, you know, we love the, the idea of, yes, we want to have an efficient tax strategy, but here's the key in Canada right now in with our taxes. If you don't make any money, if there is no industry, if your barn is clean, you don't need a tax strategy because you are only taxed on the profit of your business, right? So you actually have to have some industry. You actually have to be profitable in your business to be thinking about a tax strategy. Now, I say that pretty emphatically. I know there's some nuances there, but for the most part, if your business is not a profitable business, Tax strategy is not the place to start. Right. It's meaningless, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have all the tax strategies in the world, but if you're not making money, then your business is at risk and your your time and effort and everything, your investment is not worth anything. So um, I think lead, a lot of people mis, misinterpret the whole notion of business strategies, tax strategies. They sort of get them commingled together. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you have to have a business strategy that is going to be, as you point out, Dave, that is going to have a profitable effect mm-hmm. that you can then do something. Yes, and then you can start talking tax strategies after that once you understand, okay, we're profitable, we've got dollars, when we're going to be, uh, and then God wants you to do something with that. He wants you to use your time and effort um, as you, th- you know, we think about the parable of the talents. I mean, don't bury the talents. You, we want you to be, we have the tenfold return. We right. want you to have multiplication of your effort, time and effort and uh, investment. Right. And, and, and so in a lot of ways, right? So you go, it, it's not that we want to ignore a tax strategy as we're, but it is, it is, we want to actually work on our business plan first before we work on our tax plan. Right. We want to implement the business plan, see the, the harvest, see the ox working, see, see the, 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 the messiness a little bit mm-hmm. happening and then go, okay. So now that there's momentum, now that the business is profitable and, and there's, you know, we probably should spend maybe a, a few minutes just talking about what that business strategy Hang looks up. like. But, but before you go there, because mm-hmm. I'm thinking as a businesswoman and women in business, there are a lot of small business women, yeah. at least in the community where I live in, you know, and they're doing good work. Mm-hmm. We're creating um, there's in Winchester, there's something called the Maker's Hub. And mm-hmm. she, the owner of that of that facility has local businesses, artists, artisans, mm-hmm. honey makers. So if you want to come to Winchester for, I'm giving the plug, you want to come to Winchester, um, come to the Maker's Hub, look it up on Facebook. It's a, a great sweet spot um, to go. And um, anyway, Winchester's a great little spike. <laughs> That's my little plug. But I'm thinking of them because... 
I know it sounds really simple, but it is a... I always think people talk like the government is such an evil entity that I think, oh man, they're just taxing me all the time. But they're, we're getting taxed if we have profit, and that profit is a blessing. And we need to think about it in context of that, that if we need a tax strategy which we will do if we're making money, then it's not it's not just because um, the government's out to tax us and and I mean we may feel that they're trying to eke us dry mm. of all, but it's only when we're making some profit. And that to me is a real simple thing. And as a businesswoman, I want to understand that. But I also want to understand if I'm creating a business strategy, I also want to know like how do I think about taxes as part of the business strategy? Mm-hmm. And one of the points, and I, I'm going to go right to this point now, is to have someone who knows, which is why we go to Braun, right? right. So right. having and if if you want to have a business or a tax strategy, you need someone who knows what they're talking about. Right. And there's lots of professionals out there. And I think the biggest message is don't think that you're this is, you know, this whatever idea you've got, it's not necessarily going to be the a new idea. The bottom line is that you have to have a plan, understand, well, what what is it that I'm going to be doing? Be able to articulate that, be able to meet with people that are are in the in that business already understand all of the things and rebecca when you and i were talking about this earlier the one word that we came up with was research like Mm -hmm. understand what it is that you are going to be doing understand the nuances of of the of this business and what the business model is going to be and exactly what your infrastructure is going to be how you're going to be able to deliver how you're going to be what what resources you need to be able to do what it is that you want to be able to do and use your passion. God has gifted you with passions and you want to be able to do those things and that will bring that joy, that will, you know, that joy and that energy will come out and people will see that and you'll, that's where you'll start to get the the uh, the leverage. But there's all kinds of professionals uh, out there, accountants, uh, consul- business consultants, business coaches, all kinds kinds of people that will help you in that journey. And so you want to be able to do that. Yeah. And and then some of that, you know, talking about, you know, integrating this tax strategy. So, you know, for example, you know, HST, um, you know, just recognizing that if, if you're collecting HST, you know, you're going to pass that to the government. It's not your money. Like this is, this is, I, we see this all the time. Brown's mm-hmm. shaking his yeah. head. You know, hey, money comes in and we're like, okay, it's a little tight or, or cash flow isn't quite running, especially, you know, as, as things, and you go, I'm, I'm going to steal some of my HST money to, to do daily operations. And then at the end of the year, you go, wow, I stole all of my HST money and now I have this HST bill. Or maybe I didn't even realize that. The HST actually isn't my money. So, you know, 13, if you're charging HST, 13% of the actual income that comes in needs to go somewhere where you're not going to spend it. It needs to, that's, that's a tax strategy, simple, anybody who's making money. Now, of course, there's a limitation there of 30,000 and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to get into the details on that today, but that's part of that research is saying, if I have to charge HST, now I need to respond to that information. But understand it. That's the key correct. that doing that research is to ensure you talk to somebody that's knowledgeable, that knowledge is going to be shared with you. And uh, I, I think that one of the big 
things is, yes, it's going to cost you money, mm. and but it's an investment in you. Think about it that way. Like, mm. don't try to be a lone wolf. Don't try to think that you know it all it's, or you're going to rely on your buddies who are in business to give you some insight. Um, yes, you create a, a circle of uh, people around yourself. I think that's also in Proverbs, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to have yes. a counsel- counselors mm-hmm. of more than one um, that are going to help you uh, with this plan. Yeah, And I think, too, I mean, you know, one of the things in terms of an entrepreneur or a small business person or Rebecca, you know, the ladies that, that, you know, that maybe have a side gig, you know, that mm-hmm. you were mentioning before, there's a lot of side gigs going on. Um, and in terms of profitability, um, you know, you may be, there may be a little bit of a mindset that we need to, uh, to, to address in the sense of saying there's, there's a mindset around, I need to kind of, Am I managing to get things done or am I just going to do it all myself? Like, is my business model such that I'm the sole, you know, bottle washer, you know, all of that? Like, is that my business model? And, and, and if that is, that's totally good, but it still needs to be profitable. And if your business is maybe something that needs a little more volume in the sense of, you know, wait, I have to have... I, I need to manage some people to get the job done. And I that's a different business model. And so, again, just going back to that research idea of neither one is necessarily wrong, but you need to know in terms of your business and how that's going to impact your community and, and all of that stuff. You want to go, okay, so what is the business model and how are we going to be profitable? Because if I hire three people – and I actually can do all the work myself and my business model is wrapped around a one person business and I've hired three people to do it, you know, maybe aren't going to be profitable. But if your business model is around, I need a whole bunch of people to do the work and I'm just going to manage them, then your business is going to be, well, maybe profitable or not, but we still have to manage that. You know what I mean? Like that's right. just seeing that those two things. So when when before a person would decide to go to a uh, to find a coach or business coach, is it a good idea to have that business idea on paper? Like, do you have, you know, that the research is done beforehand so that when you go into that meeting, you're actually coming with an idea, with the demographic, with what you're going to sell? Um, like, is it a good idea to have that or, or should you just come cold turkey? Like, what what is no, the I best think that way? You, I, I don't think coming cold turkey is is a good idea i think uh, getting it out on paper whatever there is get your ideas out uh have a discussion with your uh, you know some close friends ideas that start to jot things down and then uh you want to have what that big idea is like mm-hmm. what what it is what is it that you're doing yeah. and um you know should it be a should you be looking at a franchise should be doing this like i don't think any i business idea Idea is sort of uh, the essence, a new idea per se, but there's there there's a requirement that you have uh, a plan that you can start to execute, and um, and there's lots of uh, potential 
development dollars out there that different levels of government have, mm. all the way from the municipality that you live in to the federal government uh, through Business Development Corporation. So there's different levels of funding. There's different things. And uh, to Dave's point about the, you know, what what's the business model, there's lots of conversation that you need to have around that and to understand, well, what is the infrastructure? Because ultimately, one of the biggest things that I've seen over my years is just in in the public accounting world and the consulting world that ultimately you've got entrepreneurs that end up doing too much. They try to wear too many mm-hmm. hats and they implode. That means that they take too many things on themselves and ultimately they just burn out. So you don't want to have that. Yeah, and and you know, there's. The, uh, I was thinking as you were talking, Bron. You know, as well, interviewing or taking a, you know, somebody who's in the industry. You have an idea. You clarify the idea. You say, you know, I want to do this, right? And whatever this is, and then you look around and you go, well, who else is doing it? And then who else is doing it well? Right. Right. Mm, and, yeah. and let's go out for coffee with the person that's mm-hmm. doing it well and mm-hmm. say, tell me about your business. Tell me about your journey. If I've learned anything from from the years of being an entrepreneur, <laughs> it's that everybody loves to talk about their journey. Like an entrepreneur, <laughs> like you sit them down, you buy them a coffee or a dinner and say, okay, two hours, just tell me about your journey of, of being in this industry or in this business. And and there's so many things in terms of wisdom that you can kind of pick up from that. You look around in the industry that that you think you're going to touch or that your your new idea is going to go and 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 you know if you think it's a new idea, then you know don't be stingy. There's a verse in the in the Bible that says the generous man, the generous man gains more while the stingy man seems to lose what he has. And in in the idea world, don't be stingy with that idea because. That person you may be sitting across the table may have already done your idea. Yeah. And they may have some wisdom to say, well, we did it and this is what happened. And we decided to go down a different road, but I really think it was successful. And maybe I can partner with you or maybe, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to do something together. And that just accelerates uh, accelerates the the whole process, and you spent maybe fifty bucks on a you know a, an afternoon or a dinner or a lunch or something. Um, that's just you can't even put a price on on that. So you know, looking at that and saying I've got an idea, and and recognizing that as you said, Bron, it's not probably a new idea. So look around in the industry, take somebody out for coffee or have a conversation, and say. We're thinking of doing this and, and share yeah, your story. I, I think that's priceless to capture one of those thing commercials that they use out there. But I think that that's the kind of thing that you I need to be doing. I think it's a music commercial, Brian. <laughs> careful now. <laughs> but like it's, it's a really good idea to hear the other stories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to yeah. gain wisdom. Get as much from- information as possible. Understand what what are the different parts of of this map if you will like creating a, a business map what are the business what are the things that you you want to uh, what are on the map and uh, the other key thing if uh, if you're in a real, any kind of relationships have conversations with those people that are uh, like your spouse or your significant other and because you need to have that them on board mm-hmm. this is not something that you mm-hmm. want to try just running alone. And so, I, oh, and I just have one question, like back to 
like small business women, for instance, is it a good idea? Like if you were going to just like make soap and take it to markets, is it still a good idea to think through a business model, a business plan to have conversations like that? Even because some women I know, I, I know that sometimes as coaches, you know, we hear uh, uh, one of the partners or the women in the partnership comes to us for coaching and says, oh, well, I'm going to start start this or I'm going to sell this or I'm going to sell Pampered Chef. And then the coach starts drilling down a little bit and sometimes they haven't thought through what that's going to mean like how mm-hmm. important is that even for that small business woman yeah well I, I think it's important to at least go through the exercise of uh, having the conversation uh, sort of laying laying out the plan understand what that uh, you know reflect on what the commitments are to that the, the plan even whether it's selling soap at a Saturday market or whatever like there's lots mm-hmm. of components that go with that and that's going to have whatever you decide to do that's going to have an impact on the rest of your life so you've got to have that balance how does that fit in how does that idea fit into the bigger picture of 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 your world yeah and i i you know often i'll i'll just ask so you know is this a hobby right or is this a business yeah and and in you know in, in a, by way of definition you know a hobby is something that you enjoy to do um generally costs you money and time but but in a sense the remuneration you get out of it is the joy you feel or the right. the, the you know but Often a hobby, and this is Dave's definition, is not profitable. Correct. It's something that you invest in and you get it something out of it, which is great, But and there's nothing wrong with a hobby. But let's recognize that it's a hobby, whereas a business – is designed to make a profit, right? Right. And so, if we if we think about our and a return on an, your investment of time and effort correct. and all of those things, right? So, if I spend ten hours on my hobby, I'm probably paying, you know, whatever, say a hundred bucks for that ten hours. But I, I've paid for it, and I've got some good feelings back, and I, I have something that I can give away as a gift, okay, or <laughs> maybe sell, but I don't actually make a profit. But in the business. In a sense, deciding that your business is actually a business that is going to be profitable, that you are actually going to make money and be, and that includes remuneration for your time. If I spend 10 hours, I want to get that hundred dollars in my pocket as opposed to paying that hundred dollars out exactly. of my pocket. Exactly. And then that's and I think that that ultimately that understanding that definition mm. is really a good thing to have done for sure. Good. Is it a hobby or is it a business? And yeah. start with maybe that question, right? You know? And 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 I what jumped out at me what Brian said just now is the commitment part. Mm-hmm. How did you say it? What is the commitment to the plan? Mm. And um, because we have to commit to it, even to summer markets, even mm. as a family, you say, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be going to the market every Saturday for eight weeks. Is that a commitment I can hold to? So, Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for Braun and his willingness to be here and that he walks with us at More Than Enough. Thank you for his wisdom and thank you for his insight. And we just thank you that it's your wisdom, essentially, we need on these journeys to help us decide, is it a hobby or is it a business? And and what do we do if we want our hobbies to turn to businesses? So, Lord, we ask in this season when we're looking to generate extra income come in a time of high inflation and interest rates, um, that you would grant us wisdom to know the timing and your plan for each individual person who's listening today. Mm -hmm. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
<clears throat> All right. Well, uh, Reb kept mentioning high inflation and interest rates, so I guess we're going to have to do another show about high <laughs> inflation. <laughs> oh, we're talking about everybody's right? talking about it. <laughs> so, yeah. so if you want to hear that, you could join us next week when we talk money. If not, then we're not sure what we're going to talk about <laughs> next week, so join us anyway. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.